2: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. On the show with me for the next hour as we figure out how Austin Matthews is going to finish with 10 shot attempts and 10 or fewer DK points, our single-entry assassin, Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, bud?
1: Doing pretty well. Um, this slate is an interesting nine gamer um. At first glance last night, I gave that, you know, that is it that that girl like drinking kombucha for the first time going like <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about this late. So like it's a bit interesting. Um, I don't know if I really like it. Some of these games I wish didn't exist. There's going to be some pretty chalky spots, but hopefully we can find some low owned spots because there's a nice $20 on draft kinks and hopefully one of you guys wins it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, before we get too deep into today's slate, let's look at yesterday's slate real quick, because there's one, like I know we can talk about Chicago and Ottawa and, you know, maybe even the Tampa Bay game, but I think it's the Edmonton-Seattle game that interests me here the most, because Leon Dreisaitl went absolutely nuclear last night, but Connor McDavid really didn't do much, 11 DK points, I mean, yeah, it's fine, but, you know, you're not looking for 11 points when you're paying 9,200 for a player. And it made me think, like, I know we like to stack, and they're not on the slate today, so it's not particular for tonight's slate, but, you know, for future Edmonton slates. We like to stack McDavid and Drysaddle a lot, um, but they don't always necessarily have huge games together. They do sometimes, you know, like last night, have one get, one guy has a monster game where the other guy doesn't. And it does happen where Dreisaitl goes off and McDavid doesn't, especially where they're on different lines. So I'm wondering how you do that and where you're a guy that does, like, one to three lineups, is there any times during the season when you split up McDavid and Dreisaitl? Or do you think it's, like, threading the needle too fine to try to catch the two or three games a year when one might go off without the other?
1: I split them up last night. (laughs)
2: There you go. (laughs) How'd
1: that go? Womp, womp. Uh, I almost, I, I still cashed a little bit because I had Kane. So I had the Kane Hattie, but, you know, McDavid, it's funny because like one assist, four shots on goal. For most players, you're like, yeah, that you know, I'll take that. For McDavid, that's an awful game. Uh, of course, we were talking about how bad Drysaddle was five on five yesterday in the, in the Discord chat, and he just goes and has a, like a 45-point DK game just to shut us up. But that's how it goes. Um, when, you know, Matthews and Saddle are on the same line, you know, it's a, it's a full send when they're on different, even strength lines, it's tough to really get them together because, you know, last night you're spending 17, four for two guys on different lines. It's just, it's just difficult.
2: Yeah. And, and especially like when you're on such a short slate like that, you just know in the back of your head that if you put one and not the other and both go off, you're just screwed. Right. So yeah. So that's always in the back of your head, but it's just something to keep in mind that There are going to be slates where one goes off without the other. And if you do have a build where, you know, maybe you have sidle and and Yamamoto or something like that, but you don't have McDavid, if you like the build, you can probably go with it. It probably won't work out, but most lineups don't work out anyway. That's just the nature of the game. So, um, again, uh, if you do like your lineup, I, I would say just go with it. But that's enough on last night's slate. We do have to move along. We have... A huge slate ahead of us. Um, Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Yahoo Fantasy. They are our sponsor for today's show. We have a little giveaway through them that we're going to be getting to a little bit later, but thanks uh, to Yahoo Fantasy. Uh, And while everybody is here, if you could uh, just throw us a like and a subscribe. I see 61 people watching and only 10 thumbs up. Uh, We got 50 some thumbs missing. So give us a thumbs up if you could click that subscribe button Uh, as well uh, really helps uh, keeps these shows coming uh, on a near daily basis and check out what we have up on the site today. We've got a lot of site uh, for everybody to enjoy. Uh, If you want some free premium tools and data, we have PGA golfer rankings, NHL player projections and NBA player rankings all up on the site. And also if you're playing NBA DFS, you should check out Adam Scherer's NBA deep dive, which is most in-depth free NBA DFS article available everywhere. And he's also turned himself into a little bit of an NHL cash game shark guy. here. Is that right, Josh? Yeah.
1: Uh, He also uh, shipped the uh, $15 in GPP a couple nights ago. So he's having himself a good hockey season. Um, He almost Josh stacked the Hawks in in cash last night, um, which was a bit ridiculous. But, you know, it ended up working out. So. Good for him. Uh, I'll give him an early congratulations on shipping the 20 tonight and uh, hopefully he can re-donate back to my wallet
2: soon. Yeah yeah congrats to ship my money on this 20k win coming up tonight. (laughs) Uh, What an awesome performance by him. Um, But yeah let's talk about those games anyway. We have a very important game right off the top. We have Vegas with a 2.7 implied goal total going into Toronto. Uh, The Maple Leafs have a 3.3 implied goal total. If I'm not mistaken, the Leafs total started a little bit higher uh, and then has come down through the day as that over under has come down. Uh, But obviously there's going to be a lot of interest in the Toronto side here. Austin Matthews probably should be the number one projected player uh, for points across all sites. He'll, He'll be, you know, one of the highest owned players, if not the highest owned player on the entire slate, and we do have his stack, the top line of Matthews, Nylander, and Bunting uh, coming in as the the highest-owned stack on the slate, but it's still reasonable at about 16%. Um, Injury news for Vegas. William Carlson blocked a shot, broke his leg, broke his ankle, broke something. He's going to be out for a little while, and that has Brett Howden. Brett Howden? Rangers legend. Yeah, as the top-line center, for those unfamiliar with Brett Howden, he wasn't good enough to be the New York Rangers' fourth-line center, so they shipped him off to Vegas, and he wasn't good enough to be their fourth-line center either. The only reason he's in the lineup now is because I think they have five regular forwards out of the lineup, uh, so they just need bodies. Like, Brett Howden... The nicest thing you can say about him is that he might be an average NHL playmaker. Like, just about everything else he does is well below average, including defensively. So, like, you know, uh, Brett Howden going into the top six under the top line, like, there's just nothing from that Vegas side that really scares me. Um, I'll, I'll talk about Vegas in a little bit, but I want to get your thoughts on Toronto because they are going to be popular here. We just saw that Toronto second line go off in their last game, so they're going to carry some ownership. What do you like here, Josh?
1: Yeah, I know we have a big slate. Uh, I just want to give a PSA to one of our uh, avid watchers of the show, Austin Matthews. Um, I know why your game's struggling. Come closer. Come closer. It's time to have the hairline conversation. <laughs> I know you see Jake Harry's luscious locks. I know you see Cliffy's hair. And to answer your question, yes. He will be promo shooting with Razor Ramon to try to revive the NWO. But you can't do it. You look ridiculous. As a fellow balding man to another balding man, just shave it, grow Fu Manchu. Just shave the salad. It's getting ridiculous. There are people who are saying that Sean Couturier is a better play than you tonight. Okay. Just come into my DMs. Wusa shave the head, fix your game. <laughs> okay, to the Leafs. <sighs> like Austin Matthews has to break out of it soon, right? His wrist is supposedly healthy. Um, you know, like I, I, the Leafs just bother me. Like the 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 Tavares line look good. I mean, Tavares and Kerfoot look good. Marner, you know. Fraudulent player, he scored against the Leafs, but like or against the Wings, but like you know, I I just, I just, you know, he's kind of middling. I, I kind of like that second line in GPPs, though. You know, Austin Matthews, cash lock 8,800. You got to play him. Um, you got to play him like because if you're like, oh, he's been playing bad and you fade him, he's going to come out and have a five point game, but you know, another thing is this Vegas Golden Knights defense with all these injuries on top of being poor defensively is just a mess. So like, as much as I don't want to play Leafs, like, because they've had, they've in the past few games, they've managed to have median performances. So if you fade them or you go heavy on them, you both are in trouble, but like OK, yeah, you shared that meme in, in Discord with, with the clown suit on saying, you know, the Leafs have the highest expected goals. And it's true, like eventually it's going to regress to the mean, the mean. So, like, you have to keep playing the Leafs and just hope, you know, this is the game. And this may be the game because the, the Golden Knights have nothing, at least from a forward standpoint. So, yeah, I think you, you got to go to line one here. Yeah, Matthews is going to be super high on, but you full stack the line in GPPs, you full stack it. You put in Nylander, you put in Bunting, or you know, you leave off Bunting and put in a Tavares or something like that. You go two seed, get a little bit different in GPPs. But I think the top six of the Leafs, you have to play here. And if you're going to stack the second line, put in Kerfoot, he's 2600. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, he had a good game last game for 2600. If he hits the score sheet once and has a couple shots on goal, you know, he's going to pay off. So, like, I think the, the play for GPPs with the Leafs here is just to full stack the lines. Don't one-off, don't two-man, just full stack. Get the three the three players at a lower ownership and hope they go off. And on the Vegas side, like, there's just nothing there that I want to stack. Maybe, like, a one-off so but, like, even that, like, I think I'm just going to look to the blue line for the Knights.
2: Yeah, I'll start with Vegas. I agree with you. That's about the only thing I'm looking at for Vegas is, like, maybe, like, a two-man so smith or something like that. Um, they do PK together, so maybe you can get that shorthanded goal magic. Like Sometimes I'll do that with Boston as well. I'll leave off snack and I'll just play Marchand and, and Bergeron in case they get that shorthanded, that shorthanded goal. But that's about my only interest in Vegas here in this game, uh, at least amongst their forwards. I agree with you on on Matthews. I wrote about him in the Power Plays article. I just want to read some things that I wrote about him. Um, the concern would be if he weren't gener- generating offense, but he is with over four shots per game. The team is also generating more shot attempts and more scoring chances per 60 minutes of five on five than any full season in his career. There's a reason he still leads our projections and raw point totals. Like I get the people like, I did share a meme about about the clown face about still playing Toronto, but I am still going to play a ton, a ton of Toronto. Like Vegas is one of the worst defensive teams in the league this year. Those problems go back to last year. They're still without. Their three best uh, defensive forwards. Zach Whitecloud is still out of the lineup. Like, this is just a very plumb matchup for Toronto. I know the implied gold total is dropping. Maybe that drives a little bit of ownership away. That's just more good, good news from us. And in that Matthews article, I said creative stacks are going to be necessary in tournaments. And that's just because of his ownership. And that's something that you mentioned, right? Is like to get creative, it, it, it might just be like full stacking the whole line because you're right. Um, I mean, just look at last night, you know, Drysaddle was, they're not the same line, but Drysaddle and McDavid are often stacked together. Drysaddle was half of McDavid's ownership. And you're going to get that with somebody like Michael Bunting, where he's going to come in considerably lower than Matthews. So um, I will say I'm, I'm veering more towards uh, Toronto one slash power play stacks. Uh, not so much Toronto two, but anything in that top six for Toronto, I think is fine. I will say I do like Toronto three here tonight as well. Um, the matchups only get better the further you down you go uh, in the Vegas lineup. And Toronto 3 um, has been very, very good this year um, when you look at their shot attempts and things like that. Um, as a line, uh, 62.7% shot attempt share. Um, they're just not allowing anything, and that's keeping them in the offensive zone. So if you want a two-man confo and Kasha or Kasha and Engvall or something like that, Uh, I'm completely fine with that. Um, I do like Toronto three uh, as a filler line here tonight on the blue line. uh, Braden McNabb for Vegas is somebody that stood out to me should get a lot of minutes uh, should block. Like I think he's a very good candidate for the block shot bonus on DK is what I mean here Uh, on the Toronto side, like Muzzin 3,600, I guess still, I think that's fine for a one-off, but other than that, I might just correlate. What do you think?
1: Yeah. And just to add on Alec Martinez, 4,900 uh, peripheral machine. I think he's a fine one off as well.
2: All right. We'll go with Alec Martinez then. Um, next game, uh, Detroit going into Montreal. Detroit has a 2.6 implied goal total. The Montreal Canadiens have a 2.9 implied goal total. Looks like, obviously, Tyler Bertuzzi's out tonight. He doesn't get to play games in Canada this year. Uh, Dylan Larkin also out tonight for Detroit. So that's two-thirds of the t- Actually, if you include Jacob Vrana's injury, that's technically the entire Detroit top line. Out of the lineup tonight, uh, that's that's some significant losses for them. But then you look over on the Montreal side; uh, they're moving Jonathan Druant over to the middle and breaking up the Dvorak line. Yeah, um, Ga- Brendan Gallagher looks like he's going to play. I don't think we've we have one hundred percent confirmation on that, but it looks like Gallagher probably going to play with Suzuki and To Foley, I mean if Detroit two is effectively Detroit one tonight and Detroit three is effectively Detroit two, and then, you know, so on and so forth. It tells me I should like the Detroit, the Montreal depth a lot here tonight, but I don't think any teams burned us as much as Montreal has this year. So what do you think about them? Like
1: I get it. Like you see Hoffman, Juran, Josh Anderson. there's a name value there, but like Jonathan Duran is not an NHL center. There's a reason Tampa gave up on him. There's a reason he was on the wing For the past, you know, whatever many years, maybe you know it pays off tonight because the the Red Wings' depth is just awful. But like, I don't know if I want to full stack that line with Drew on at center. And yeah, people are going to go to Tefoley, Suzuki, Gallagher, but their ownership is around ten percent. And I, you know, I get it, but like they have not been great this season. Like Tefoley's minutes have been down. He hasn't been shooting as much. Suzuki's play has been up and down at best the season. So like if I had more confidence in the Canadians, I think Vegas would too, like 2.9 total at home right now with all these injuries, just screams red flags. Like I want to get behind Montreal. I'm not going to blame you for playing them. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to, but like in one to three lineups in a large field GPP, I don't think I'm going to get to Montreal at all. So I mean MME, sure, that's fine. But like one to three, I can't make them a primary focus. I don't care how bad the wings are. Like, okay, the wings depth is bad. Like they're not horrific defensively. They've been okay. So, but Montreal has also been pretty bad. So, like this game is just brutal. And I think, you know, obviously Montreal's gonna be the side, but with how they play in their ownership, I'm just gonna, you know it's going to be a secondary focus for me. And on, on the wing side, there just really is not much there without Bertuzzi and Larkin. I mean, Adam Ernie's back. If that moves the needle for you, you know, it was the Dina Suter Ernie stack for all the giblets, giblets, however you pronounce it. But like, I, I don't think I can just, you know, focus anything on this game. It's just going to be MME for me.
2: Yeah. I will say like, I don't, necessarily mind that Detroit second line suitors Dina Valeno and one of the reasons is like I'm me personally I'm high on Joel Valeno as a prospect like I think he like I know they have him at the wing but I think he's going to be a second line center sometime in the future um, and it's just like a nice cheap filler stack but like I think I'm only going to play like 10 to 20 lineups tonight and Like, I don't know if that gets in 10 lineups. You know what I mean? Like, it definitely gets in, like, Detroit 2 probably gets in 150. I don't think it gets in 10 for me. Um, On the Montreal side, like, honestly, I'm just looking at one-offs on the Habs side. Like, Josh Anderson, the thing with Josh Anderson is, like, I know players are streaky, but it seems like his shots really go in streaks. And right now, he seems to be shooting a lot. So, under 4K, maybe playing 16, 17 minutes. I don't mind Josh Anderson um, as a one-off. But I was talking in chat in our Discord earlier. I think. A lot of Montreal's problems stem from Suzuki not being nearly as good offensively as he was last year. I don't know what the problem is with Suzuki, but he's just not. Um, and that's an, and with Montreal's step back generally as a team, um, I think that hurts everybody. So, yeah, like Josh Anderson went off, Mike Hoffman went off, even like a Joel Armia one-off. I don't hate that. Detroit, too, I think is fine. Sam Gagne is probably somebody to keep in mind. Um, these, you know... Detroit's one of the more penalized team in the NHL. And I think Montreal is also in the top 10. So like Sam Gagne is probably going to move up and get some power play time for $2,500. And he's a good power play guy. I can only imagine what they're saying in chat about the Sam, about Sam Gagne, but listen, man, he's going to play 16, 17 minutes and get decent power play time for mint for absolute stone min price. So I'm just I mean, saying,
1: Hobbs PK is just
2: not good. So. Is atrocious. Yeah. So uh, once again, 2,500 one off. Don't mind him either. Uh, on the blue line, like I, th- like Cedar and Petrie, I don't know what's going on with Petrie's peripherals, but it seems like his offense is cratered along with Montreal's. He's just not shooting the puck like he was last year. So I think feel like forty two hundred is kind of just fine. Cedar's a guy I would use as if if I'm stacking Detroit. Like I don't know if I would just um, one off him. What do you think here?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, just David Savard three K if you want to play him. Philip Ronic 3k has been getting over 20 minutes a night power play too. I mean, there's, there's, you probably could do worse with a one-off.
2: Yeah, you could. I, I do like Ronic at that price as well. That's a good call uh, to get access to all the great Osmo plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with them. You can do it with an Osmo plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, Ownership projections, our premium Slack channel, lineup builder, and much more. If you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, then you can take advantage of the promo code we have for this show, which is NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word. That's NHL Strategy Show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find the link to activate this coupon in the description of the video below. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as 3.95 a week. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus today uh, for new users. That's promo code NHL Strategy Show, all caps. All one word for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. And if you want to check out what we have on the site, I mentioned the premium tools a little earlier. I'll mention them again. We have PGA golfer rankings, NHL player projections, and NBA player rankings all up on the site today. So you can check out what we're all about before investing any of your hard-earned dollars with our website. So that's promo code NHLStrategyShow. Come and join us here at Osmo.com. All right, moving along. Arizona, 2.3 implied gold total. Going into Philly, 3.3 implied gold total. Uh, my throat is drying out, Josh, so I'll just get you to take it right off the top.
1: Yeah, so one thing on the Arizona side that I'll say, Jacob Chikorin has moved back to PowerPoint one. I don't know how big of an impact that will have, but at that price, I think he may, it makes him more playable. Uh, you'll see, so let's start with the Philly side. News here is uh, they moved Yandel off the top power play unit and moved Prover off to the top power play. Also Cam Atkinson up to the top power play. So um, Philly won, Giroux, Couturier, connectney full power play won. They're coming in under 10% in a 3.3 total at home against the, the Coyotes who just have brutal penalty kill and are just not a good team. So like, I really like the Flyers top line tonight. Uh, they're coming in a little bit lower owned than I expected. I would imagine in our next ownership run, they may bump up a little bit, but at that ownership, it's okay to, you know, in GPPs. And, you know, as we always talked about, like trying to get low owned lines in high total game, like Philly two right now is coming in at one, 2%. And I I like that line, Joe Farabee, Derek Broussard, like Broussard's price came down. He was in the mid fives for a while there and I I just couldn't do it. But a 4k on DraftKings, I think is a fully fine price for Broussard. Atkinson on PowerPoint one there. Uh, So I I like the Phillies or the the Phillies, the Flyers top six here. Um, I don't mind uh, James Van Reemdijk one off, but he's off the top PowerPoint now. So maybe, you know, you leave that alone on the uh, Arizona side. I don't think I'm gonna be looking to uh, full stack anything. Uh, Jake says Cliffy will be slamming Arizona too. And I'll just reiterate that if I was going to go to anywhere in Arizona, it would probably be a Yaskin Kessel two man. But I don't know if stacking a team with a 2.3 total on the road on a nine-game slate is going to be a very long-term profitable strategy, but I will have a little bit of Yaskin Kessel.
2: <laughs> ah, there we go. All right. I Okay. I do want to talk about Arizona for this reason, is that the Philly second and third lines haven't necessarily been great this year um both underwater by shot share now whether you look at expected goals things could change uh but that arizona's second line has been really really good larson yashkin and kessel uh together 59 shot share 66 expected goal share going into a plus matchup so like the only thing that's kind of keeping me from really using Arizona is like, there's not a ton of expensive spots. Like, yeah, there's Toronto, but other in like maybe Calgary, depending how you construct your lineup. Like there's just not a lot of super expensive spots where you need, you know, a six K two man stack or something like that. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing keeping me from uh, Yashkin, Larson, Castle at least a little two man. It's a great matchup. I just don't see the need to use them tonight. Um, I want to mention Chickering. I'll get to that in a second. The Flyers top line, I think is in a great spot. They're one of my favorite lines uh, on the entire slate. Uh, If you look at their ownership uh, from our top stacks tool, it's uh, completely in check. Uh, We have them at 13.8% tops, top top 2%, 10% top stack. That's just fine. Um, the Philly second line that you mentioned, I think it was interesting to mention it for this reason. They're 14900 over on DraftKings. They're the exact same price as the Suzuki tofoli Gallagher line from Montreal that we just talked about, right? And they're coming in at a quarter of the ownership. Um, I would rather play Philly 2 than Montreal 1 tonight at the same price. And I think that's, that's kind of what we mean here by there are other spots to go other than that Montreal line if you're in that mid-range Philly 2. Is definitely one of them. So, I like Philly one a lot. That's where my focus is. I think if you're looking for a mid range line, mid range line, that Philly two is fine. I Also like an Arizona two, Arizona two two man. If you really need the savings, um, they they kind of fill in that Toronto three filler stack niche for me. Uh, on the blue line, love Jacob Chickern tonight. Flat out, absolutely love him. One of my favorite defensemen on the entire slate. Uh, now that he's up on the top power play unit, Philly leads the league. Uh, in power plays in t- time shorthanded. So I know Arizona might not necessarily have a great power play, but if they get four or five chances, I'll absolutely take Jacob and at a reasonable ownership at, I think it's 5,200 on DK. Uh, Provorov also 5K uh, correlating just fine. Anybody else to go? Yeah,
1: if you're going to the flyer second line, Rasmus Ristolainen, 4K secondary power play. He's not a great player, but he, you know, is better than Keith Yandel. That's all I'll say about correlating on power play too there.
2: Uh, Yeah, he is better than Keith Yandel. Um, I will agree with you on that one. Um, All right, let's get to the next one. Ottawa, 2.2 implied goal total going into Minnesota. The Wild have a 3.4 implied goal total. Now, there's been uh, some confusion as to the lines. Um, There was some lines put out by one of the Minnesota writers uh, recently. It has Kirill Kaprazov down on the second line with Freddie Gojo and Ryan Hartman, and then a top line of Fiala, er- Erickson, Eck, and Hartman. All I'll say about that switch is that while I think Kaprazov is the more like puck-skilled hockey player, I think Kevin Fiala is a better two-way hockey player. And that's why I think Kevin Fiala on that top line uh, makes the top line matchup for Ottawa a lot tougher in this game rather than if Kaprazov was there. So what are your thoughts on this one, Josh?
1: Yeah, and, you know, Ottawa's back-to-back on the road. You know, Foligno with Erickson Eck have ridiculous defensive numbers. You throw Fiala up there with who is a better two-way winger, like you mentioned, than Kaprazov. That's going to be a very tough matchup for Ottawa 1. I know uh, we both like Ottawa 1. I just don't know if tonight's the night you do it. You know, you can do it as an an ownership play. They're coming in around 2%. But, again, 2.2 total, back-to-back on the road, nine-game slate. Not sure you need to go there. In GPPs, you don't need much to get over the field if you really do love them. Uh, that is also kind of a tough matchup for the Ericsson Eck line, I will say. Uh, and, you know, Marcus Felino being up there kind of, you know, turns me off from them offensively, especially at their ownership percentage. Like, they're way higher owned than the Flyers top line right now. And I'd much rather play the Flyers top line. They're similarly priced. Yeah, Foligno is much cheaper than Konechny. There's about a 2K difference there. But, like, at that ownership, I'd, you know, find a way to get in the Flyers there. The second line, Kaprizov, Goudreau, Hartman, you know, they're getting ownership too. Like, I get it. Minnesota, 3.4 total at home going against Sens, who are a bad team back-to-back on the road. But I think, you know, the Sens are a decent team. Like, they're not, like, a terrible team, I would say. And I think Philip Gustafsson –
2: is their
1: best goalie. So I, at these ownerships, I'm just, I I'm, I'm probably going to be way under the field on the wild here. Uh, I just don't like these lines. Um, if you want a power play stack, do something like an Eric neck, Fiala Kaprazov. I, you can go there, but like at these ownerships, I'm probably just going to be well under the weight, well under the field on both sides.
2: Yeah. I do like that Minnesota top line. Uh, again, you brought up the ownership. I think, <sighs> I do like, I kind of want to dump down to that second line yeah. because Gojo. Like, I think Gojo is like, we talk about underrated players a lot. And like, I know like Nikolai Ehlers is technically an underrated player, and Gojo is not Nikolai Ehlers, but I think Fred Gojo is one of the more underrated players uh, in the NHL. Like, there's a reason he got moved up, uh, at least onto the power play, second power play. And you know, he hadn't been getting a lot of power play time. And up to the second line is because. He can handle those minutes, and I think he showed that in a small sample in Pittsburgh this year, and he's showing it in a small sample in Minnesota again this, um, this year. So I, it's probably a tough matchup going into some Ottawa – you'll get some Ottawa second-line matchups maybe, but like I really like that Godro hartman kaprazov line. I think you're fine to just two-man Godro and Hartman. Um, you can leave Kaprazov off. Yeah, he might be the one that stirs the drink on that line, but if you're looking for a cheap two-man – that's going to get some good depth matchups. I do like Gojo and Hartman. I think that's a good little two-man to stick in with some Toronto stacks or something like that. Um, they're going to get a fair amount of ice time as well. And the sense... The thing with Ottawa is, like, they're a better team than they were last year, but I think a lot of their improvements have come offensively. I don't know if they're a much better team defensively than they were last year, right? So, like, I'm... I'm kind of out on Minnesota 1. I do like Fiala as a one-off. I do like Minnesota 2 a lot here. I also think we're overlooking Ottawa one a little bit. Their price is fairly reasonable. 17,500. I have them as my sixth overall number one line, which isn't great. um, But when you look at their ownership, there's almost none on them. Uh, Ottawa one coming in at 2% and they're perfectly correlated at all strengths. So yeah, 150 lineups. I think you might want to get some Ottawa in there. My 10 to 20, I might actually get one in there as well. So Maybe a little Ottawa one, uh, more uh, Minnesota two for me. On the blue line, <laughs> Matt Dumba's price on FanDuel is hilariously low. So if you're playing over there, make sure you check out uh, Dumba's price. Uh, otherwise, I'm probably just correlating most players. Is there anybody else that sticks out? I know your boy, the Zub, uh, has seen a little bit of a price drop. Is it enough for you? Yeah, I mean, listen,
1: like Zoob plays, he played 25 minutes last night. Like he's, he's just been a minutes machine and a peripheral machine, but I don't know if you want to one off him tonight. And you want to wait for a game where he's fresh, not back to back in a tough matchup. So, yeah, I'm probably just
2: correlating tonight. Yep. Sorry, son. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, we have, I talked about Yahoo a little bit earlier. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play, that's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email support at osmo.com and we'll get you set up. You can also claim a free $10 below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. That's first-time users for Yahoo. Uh, Check out the link in the description below, which can get you a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, moving along. Dallas Stars, 2.6 implied gold total going into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 2.8 implied gold total. Uh, The Jets are welcoming back Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler. I don't know what you would call that line. Is it the fourth third line? Is it the first line? Like, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Connor Hellebach is not starting. He's not even going to be dressed for Winnipeg tonight. Congrats to him and his wife. They had a, I believe it was a baby boy this morning. Uh, So he's going to be home uh, with his wife and new newborn. So he won't be in the, in the lineup tonight. That's really interesting for me on the Dallas side. Dennis Gurianov might be a healthy scratch. Man, I don't know what's going on with the Stars, but they look to have a top six that's worth playing, so why don't you take us through it, Josh?
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see this at a 5.5 total. Maybe it's like Dallas's pace. They've been playing at a very slow pace so far this season, but, like, I'm interested in both sides of this game. And I like this top one. I I know people are going to go to, like, Ben Sagan-Rajov because, oh, the band's back together, but holy crap. Did, will they let you down and Sagan is 7,200 like what year is it <laughs> I know he gets I know he gets over 20 minutes because the coach loves just like throwing Sagan out go on the ice Sagan Tyler you can do it but like I'd rather play Robertson hence Pavelski they're fully correlated on the top power play Robertson 4,300 they're coming in like three four percent no Hellebuck. um who is one of the best goalies in the league um Jets have a rough PK. I, I don't really know what they're doing five on five here. There's not really a defensive matchup that's going to be like, mm, yeah, I don't want to stack against like, yeah, maybe cops, and healers. But like, I, I like this Dallas top line. If you want to use that Ben Sagan, Radjoff line, I think that's perfectly fine as well. They're, you know, they're a little bit more uh, like, they're definitely more of like MME GPP for me. Like I consider Dallas one, in you know, uh, you know, about five lineups, I probably maybe one to three, I'd, I would have them on the table still. So, I like both of the top two Dallas lines here. And on the Jets side, it's kind of outside of like the the cops, Stasny Ealers line. I don't know if I want to full stack anything here. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Jets, you know, send out their matchups because. If if I know people are going to be like, oh, Shifu Wheeler on the third line, they're going to get some cupcake matchups, but like they may get Faxka. Like I'm not sure how I'm not sure how they're going to like uh, Paul Maurice is going to deploy these lines here. So outside of the Cops Thaysen Wheeler's line, which I really like, and they have very low ownership, like very very low, I think I will just stick to you know like a two man or do a couple of power play things, like do a Dubois, Shifu Wheeler for some power play action, but not go crazy. So if I was going to full stack anything again, it'd be the Edmonton second line. I do like uh, the top six in Dallas.
2: Yeah. I, I do want to mention the line matching. We get our line matching uh, from gnarly rad dude on Twitter. Um, If anybody wants uh, a subscription,
1: why he's single.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just want to mention, it's not a subscription through us. It's somebody we subscribe to. Uh, He does it independently. So it's not an awesome subscription or anything like that. Um, Anyways, he has his line matching out and he has, and it makes sense that he has Scheifele and Wheeler going out against the Hintz-Pavelski-Robertson line, right? Because Scheifele and Wheeler forever have been taking top competition, right? It's just that they've typically done it with Kyle Connor and not Adam Lowry. Um, But if like if they're going to leave Lowry on that line, it at least tells me they want them to play a little bit more defensive. So it could tell like they're not going to play Mark Scheifele 14 minutes tonight as a third liner. There's that's just not what's going to happen, right? So I expect Scheifele and Wheeler are going to see a lot of that Hints line, and I love that matchup for Hints and Pavelski and Robertson. Like this was a line in their in their total sample together with an expected goals over three. Like they're ju- they've just been excellent together. Um, I really like that Dallas top line. So that's where I'm going to go. Like, that's those second and third lines for Winnipeg, if you don't get the Shifley-Wheeler line, you could be in for a tough matchup here tonight. Like, Kopstasny and Ehlers has been a pretty good line together, right? Uh, And you talk about Sagan, Radulov, and Ben not scoring. I looked at their numbers over the last three years. Like, 51% shot share and 55% expected goal share, which is like, that's fine. That's good. 1.3 1.3 goals per 16 minutes, oh. like that's penalty kill scoring levels. <laughs> like, I'm serious. So I, like I, I'm out on Dallas too. A- anybody else wanna wanna play Dallas too? Like, I'm not gonna say no because they ha- do typically have had good numbers together. I just I think Dallas One's gonna get a better matchup and it's just a better line. So yeah, hints Pavelski Robertson for me out of this game. Uh, not going to be stacking anything from the Winnipeg side. Like if there's something to come for me from the Winnipeg side, like I don't mind like a two man of Wheeler Shifley, those idiots are going to play 19 minutes or whatever. So, and if, if Winnipeg somehow has an empty net situation, you know, they're playing (laughs) the last, they're playing the last two or three minutes of the game. So like if I'm playing anything on the Winnipeg side, I don't mind Shifley Wheeler, but I'm probably not playing any Winnipeg forwards for me. It's Dallas one or bust Uh, on the blue line. Uh, Schmidt and Morrissey look like they're going to be on the Shifley power play unit with Pionk on the other one. Uh, Klingberg again running the top power play unit for Dallas with Suter and Haskinen on the second. Like, is there anybody that sticks out to you?
1: I mean, I probably just correlate. Um, you know, Klingberg forty four hundred is a nice price with you know Dallas one. Miro yeah. at sixty four hundred with Dallas two. That's just like that's a lot to pay for one point three expected goals. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs>
2: Like, again, I think Miro... Like, I don't have a problem particularly playing Miro as a one-off. Miro Haskin is a one-off in this game. Uh, If you had this salary and you wanted to do that, I'd say go right ahead. I don't know if I would stack him. I think he's just a one-off play for me. Um, All right, let's move it along. I think probably to my favorite game on the entire slate here. Uh, Nashville, 2.5 implied goal total going into Calgary. Calgary has a 3.0 implied goal total. Now, Nashville... Looks like they're going with a top line of Duchesne and uh, Granlin and Forsberg. And that looks like a good top line to me. But now Ryan Johansson's down on the second line with Luke Cunningham and Ely Tolvanen. And now it's a small sample, but going back to last year, in 56 minutes together, Ely Tolvanen and Luke Cunningham, 37% shot share, 33% expected goal share. They've been just getting throttled whenever they face off. Uh, against any sort of stiff competition. And the way Calgary runs their lines, that Calgary top line is going to see the second and third lines from Nashville tonight, not the top line. So, uh, yeah, that's why Calgary won is one of my favorite spots on the slate, but I'm going to let you just take this away, Josh.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you see their ownership is at 5.5% right now. It's, it's just a great spot. Uh, of course, I forgot his name again. I'm going to call him the Muppet. The Muppet has the Flames playing very, very good hockey. Their defensive numbers are... It, easily in the top ten in the NHL. Um, I don't know what else to say. Like Calgary one fully correlated on the power play, getting five point five percent ownership. It checks all the boxes. They're going to get you know Ryan Johansson, who's sixty eight hundred, which is <laughs> which is which is a hilarious price. Lock buttoning lock buttoning Ryjo tonight sixty eight hundred. But Calgary one was, is arguably my favorite line of the night. Um, they are a bit pricey, but. There's so much value on today's slate that pricing doesn't really matter. Um, you know, what else from this game? There's not much on the Calgary side that I really like. Like if you want a two-man Coleman Backlund, I think that's fine. Their ownership is a bit high. Their ownership's higher than than Calgary one right now. So like <laughs> uh, I think people are just assuming that Backlund Coleman are gonna get, you know, they're just assuming flames are going one, one, two, two, three, three. I think that's the only explanation that could be so at that ownership I probably f- fade Calgary too um you know so you know Calgary one, Calgary power play if you want to include Monaghan at 3500 Monaghan's not a great player anymore but at that price on top power play I think you can include him on the the predator side I really do like that top line I don't know how you know Mikel Grandlin's still an NHL center he really should be on the wing but they're fully correlated on the power play they are coming in at 1.5 percent ownership and that's the appeal right because the flames are a good defensive team uh so you just hope they they can capitalize on some special teams and you don't need much to get over the field if you're 20 maxing or 150 maxing so and they're fully correlated at that ownership so that's what's drawing me there so both top lines but calgary one's my favorite spot of the night arguably
2: yeah i I don't have a lot to add here. Calgary, like when I was writing my Power Plays article up last night and doing research just before I even looked at the pricing, Calgary 1 was one of my favorite lines of the whole slate. And now I see their ownership and all that. Like Calgary 1, like they just keep going up and up. Like they're in my S tier tonight uh, for lines. So I do like Calgary 1. But I'm glad that you mentioned Nashville 1 because I think they get wildly overlooked tonight. Like you said, almost no ownership coming in under 2%. And against that Coleman-Pitlick line, like, they haven't been great, right? Like, break-even shot share underwater by expected goals share, that's not elite. The, Cal- it's Calgary, like, Calgary 1, 3, and 4 have been great. Calgary 2 has been fine. And I think if you can get that matchup, which Nashville 1 is going to get a lot, they can take advantage of it. And Nashville and, like, Forsberg and Grayland have had typically had great numbers together going back a few years. Uh, and adding Duchesne there, who's both a playmaker and a shooter, he's going through a tough stretch, a little sneak stretch. Um, yeah, Nashville 1, I think if you're looking to get a top line that's going to have absolutely no ownership, <laughs> like, like Calgary 1 is 5%. That's very little ownership. But Nashville 1 coming in under 2% I think is just fine as well. But yeah, Calgary 1 is where I'm focusing here. Uh, on the blue line, <laughs> Roman Yossi, 8,200. Like, I want to play him for 82 for I want to play him, but I think 8200 is just way, 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 way too much. Uh, in that matchup, uh, Rasmus Anderson obviously, if you're correlating, um, he's fine, but his price has come down quite a bit. He was in the mid fives at one point, now he's at 4300 on DK. Anybody else stick out to you?
1: Not really, like, I'm not itching to play,
2: you know, you know,
1: like. Oliver Kylington, Christopher Tanev, like these names just don't jump off the page. So if you're not using Yossi or Anderson for correlated stacks, they're just, I'm going to look elsewhere.
2: Yep. Um, and also like somebody just mentioned in chat, what about Sean Monahan? Like if you want to add Sean Monahan to a Calgary Powerplay stack, I have absolutely no issues with that. At all. So yeah, yeah.
1: Full, full Calgary power play is pretty cheap
2: when you add in Monaghan and Anderson. So yeah, exactly. And it's, it it's a nice spot
1: play in GPPs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nice little spot that we got there. So yeah, Calgary, we do definitely do like that spot tonight. The awesome Hall of Fame. Have you ever wondered about how you could get in, Josh? I know you're going to get in.
1: You see the bags under my eyes. I can't sleep until I get in.
2: Well, Josh, I'm going to tell you how you can get in. You download the Osmo avatar from osmocom slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants and you tweet the win to the Osmo Hoff account. Uh, you can win a free month of Osmo plus platinum. Uh, you can only win one free month a year. And we're showing some winners up on the screen right now. You see Jay Hood uh, won 100K uh, over an NBA. Those NBA guys have just been absolutely cleaning up uh, all year long. Um, we had... Uh, we had a guy over, uh, an NHL player, uh, Spuffer, I think it was, uh, take down 25 K, uh, just last week. Um, you see, uh, but you see smaller banks up on, on the screen as well. You see $150 bank as well. If you want to get in the Osmo awesome hall of fame, uh, you see a thousand dollar bank as well from a top three. Uh, you don't need to win a hundred thousand dollars to get in the Osmo awesome hall of fame. You don't need to win to get recognition. We want you guys, even if you're only playing for a few dollars a night, we want you guys to win and we want to celebrate your wins. So make sure uh, to tweet your wins to Osmo Hoff account. Uh, Follow uh, all the directions that you see on your screen. You can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Not a bad little deal. All right, we got three games left. Let's get around to them. The first one, New York Rangers have a 2.9 implied goal total. They're going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 2.6 implied goal total uh Vancouver putting the lotto line together uh Pedersen Besser and Miller um they're also back all on the power play together as we got news while we were on the show that Alex Jason has finally been booted back to the second power play unit thank you for that all right uh I think there should be some stuff to like on both sides here but I don't see big goal totals so what do you think Josh I see Vegas
1: giving Igor the respect he deserves.
2: That's what I see. That's what this is about. All right. <laughs> no,
1: I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, um, you see, uh, Vancouver has not been great, and they're going to send Horvat. I would assume Horvat's going to get the top comp. Of course, my line matching is frozen because my computer is from like 1973, and nothing loads ever. So I'm going to assume Horvat goes against Sabadjan, and then the lotto line is going to get either Strome, and Kako, or heat a lafreniere blay sammy blice blice whatever i kind of like the ranger second line tonight i'm kind of you know 5.5 total there's a lot of 5.5 totals and i find myself liking a lot of these low total games which is kind of scary but i I like this panarin strom cockle line just you know ownership price like, Capo Kapokako, 2,700, like, he's going to – he's coming back from an injury. I think he needed a couple games to get, you know, back into the flow of things. At that price, you can full stack that line comfortably. Um, Vancouver has been middle of the road. I think I'm being nice defensively there. Um, I kind of also like Zabattajan, Kreider, Goudreau, if they're going to get the Horvat matchup like that. The Horvat line has not been great this season at all. So, I know I've been off the Zabattajan line. Because you know the, the Rangers don't have any NHL right wingers, but Kreider's been on one, and he's a very streaky player. So you got to ride the Kreider wave when he's hot. So Zabian and Kreider two man is fine. You want to include Panarin in there for some power play opportunity? That's fine. Um, the Lotto line, if you want to play it, sure. Like there's there's a lot of MME lines that I like, but I also like both goalies in this game a lot. So I understand the five point five total, but. I think, you know, you can definitely use the top six on both sides tonight.
2: Yeah, I want to just talk about uh, the Rangers real quick. Because on the season, they're allowing the 10th most shot attempts while shorthanded. They're allowing the ninth most time shorthanded per game. And now the lotto line is finally reassembled to, all together on the top power play unit. Like there's some things that are really aligning for me and that's one of them is like this seems like a good power play spot for that top line or for the lotto line for vancouver of miller petterson and besser it's just like their five on five numbers have been kind of funny like 50 about 50 percent uh shot share but they're still scoring about 3.8 goals for 60 minutes so like I don't really care that they're not running the play. They're still scoring a lot of goals, right? So, I mean,
1: Rangers don't really run the play on any of their lines, so this could be a very high-paced game.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I do like that that Vancouver uh, lotto line again, and I look at their ownership. They're coming in at Calgary One's ownership, which is, like, between 5 or 6%. Um, Igor does worry me. Like, we joke about Igor, but I do think he is one of the best goalies in hockey, and that does concern me. But if you're going to give Vancouver... Four or five power plays, and the Rangers don't have an elite penalty kill outside of Igor. Um, I think it's worth taking some stabs uh, with that Vancouver uh, lotto line. Obviously, you can mix in Horvat as well um, for some additional power play exposure. I do like that Horvat Hoglander two man. I just don't know if, like, I don't know if I want to stack them. Like, there's just other spots um, that I like better tonight. Um, and they're not. It's not like they're coming in like super low owned. Like I thought, I'd get them at like fractions of a percent, not at two or three percent. So um, I think there are other spots anywhere, uh, every other places as well. Um, I do like uh, Vancouver's not taking a whole lot of penalties. Is my one problem with playing the Rangers here tonight. So I think I'd I'd much rather even strength stack line than power play stack. And it's I talk about Capo Caco uh, in my in my power plays article this morning um i do like that ranger second line a little bit but for me it's all about that vancouver one vancouver power play uh on the blue line anybody sticking out to you other than players that we should correlate
1: no not really like <laughs> troopers is overpriced keiondre miller hasn't his peripherals have fallen off a cliff so just correlation for me
2: i guess we should mention travis hammock is back in the lineup and he's 2500 mid price. Um, you know, if he plays 18, 19 minutes, he could be worth it. I also should mention, I don't mind, uh, either goalie in this game. Uh, all right, let's move along. New Jersey 2.9 implied goal total going into Anaheim. The Ducks have a 2.6 implied goal total. Uh, Ricardo Raquel still out. Um, looks like the Anaheim line stayed together all last game for the first time. God knows how long. So, uh, we are getting some consistent Anaheim lines. There is one line that I like in this game, but it's not on Anaheim. What do you like out of this game, Josh?
1: I think we might be on the same line here tonight. Dawson Mercer, come on down. Dawson
2: <laughs> Mercer season, baby. Yeah.
1: Dawson Mercer, Jesper Brat, Andreas Janssen. I mean, the Ducks. <laughs> the Ducks. Like, what, what is it? <laughs> this, well, the Ducks. Like, <laughs> I mean, they have John Gibson, and that's about it. But I, I do really like this Dawson Mercer, Jesper Brat, Andreas Janssen line. They're super cheap. They are 11 four to full stack they get two guys on the top power play they're coming in at one two percent they're you know three almost a three total on the road uh so no respect to john gibson good lord uh but that's that's the line i like that top line if you want to do it pavel zaka nico he's Tom- tomas Tatar. like i'm not going to tell you no but those prices are a bit wonky for me uh I'll probably go to that second line. On the Duck side, I'm not going to full stack anything. I will probably, you know, if I was going to use the Ducks, do a couple two-mans or like a Zegris, Henrique, or like do a couple power play guys like Terry laugh with a Comtois if you want to get spicy on a nine-game slate. But really,
2: uh, it's just Devil's Two out of this game. For me, it's Anaheim's pricing. And like, I, their prices come up because they have been scoring, but I think their prices are, are much higher than they should be for how good yep. or bad that team is. So that's just what's pushing me away from Anaheim. I just don't have them as any good values. And I'm not, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I have to jam in some Anaheim tonight, even though I have them as bad values. It like isn't oh. last season. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. This isn't February, 2021 anymore. <laughs> um, but I am with you on Mercer and Brat. Um, they have been skating on this. uh, on uh, had been getting some power play time together. I think they've been split up, but uh, Mercer and Brad had like, they have a really high uh, shot attempt rate in their small sample together, 71 per 60 minutes. Uh, they played almost 70 minutes together. So it's not a tiny, like, you know, two game sample anymore. This is no, this is like five or six games. So like Mercer, and Brad, I think that's my favorite filler line on the entire slate. Um, and they're not coming in with much ownership. Uh, And like I said, they're generating a lot of offense. Um, They, and you know, could be expensive to stick in with Dougie Hamilton, but I I don't think you need to. I think just uh, the five on five line is just fine. Um, All right. One last game to get to real quick Uh, before we get to it. If you guys could drop a like and subscribe before we get out of here, especially the subscription, we're getting close to 65 K subscribers. Makes us look real good for the bosses. Uh, We have PGA strategy show coming up at at five o'clock Eastern. Uh, with Jason and Eric, and then the NBA deeper dive with Laffy and Adam after that, that leads into live before lock with Eric and Greg. All right, final game, Buffalo 2.9 implied goal total going into San Jose. The Sharks have a 3.1 implied goal total. The Sharks are a mess. A bunch of guys are still on COVID. Looks like they might get Jonathan Dahlen back, but now Timo Myers out. And guys coming in and out of COVID every day, it worries me when this is the last game, one of the last games on the slate. Uh Buffalo looks like they're going to be without Victor Olofsson. Um and I think that hurts that second line a fair bit because he's probably the be- the best goal scorer on that line. So, uh what do you like out of this real quick Josh?
1: Not much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's a it's a 10:30 game. There's COVID concerns on the Sharks. The Sabers are without arguably their best player. There just is not much to like. There's some one-offs. Like you see, like Tomas Hurdle, is okay, but he's coming in around 18% right now. Uh, with and no team of my on the top line really hurts Couture and he's overpriced right now at There just isn't much there that I think you want to full stack. If you want to pull some one-offs, that's fine. But you know, I'm probably not gonna have much of this game. And if it burns me late, it burns me late. But it just I I just have to be off this game for obvious reasons.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Like yeah. I might. You know, maybe if you want a one-off a Skinner or, you know, something like that, or or like you said, one-off a Hurl, that's fine, but I'm not stacking anything. All right, we got to get out of here. I'm going to ask you for your goalie and your hat trick pick. My favorite goalie on the slate, I think he's starting, is Robin Leonard. Uh, My hat trick pick is Matty Kachuk. Who you got? I
1: like uh, both goalies in the Rangers game, Igor and Demko, and my hat trick pick is going to be Travis Konechny.
2: Travis Konechny. And Matthew Kachuk, your hat trick picks for today. All right. Uh, We got to get out of here. Good luck tonight, everybody. For Tyler Zander, our producer, for Josh Harris, I'm Michael Clifford saying we'll be back tomorrow.
0: Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan,